This is Matt Neely, and you're listening to the Titans Film Room Podcast. Welcome in and welcome back to the Titans Film Room Podcast after a quick break. I am Justin Graver. With me, as always, James Esparza, and we are here to preview the Titans wildcard playoff matchup with the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. This is an exciting matchup. It's exciting to have the Titans in the playoffs. We're going to talk first about what they can do on defense to slow down the Patriots offense and then how the Patriots will likely try to attack this Titans offense on the other side of the ball. We'll give our our predictions for the game and did you give your prediction for the game? No. I, I no, I predicted that AJ Brown was going to have a big game. But right. I did not predict scores. I do not want to predict a score on this game. Spoiler alert. Alrighty. Well, that'll do it for this intro. And here's the show. Enjoy this victory, man. We got it in there. But we know today wasn't good enough, bro. We, when we go in there, we got to be locked in all week. Mm-hmm. If we want to do what we want to do, you got to stay locked in on all three faces, bro. Mm-hmm. Press each other. Want to hold each other accountable, let's do that. Yes, like sir. I said at the beginning of the year, why not us, bro? Yeah. Bring it, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Titans. Why not us? Why not us, James? Why not? This is us. The offense is moving like never before. And... Um, Derrick Henry's rolling. He's seems healthy. We got AJ Brown, probably the rookie of the year. Tannehill, comeback player of the year. I feel good. I feel good about our chances. I do too, which is a scary place to feel. It's great to be back on the podcast airwaves after we took a almost two weeks off. Nice little holiday break. I had to have a minor procedure. Couldn't really record a podcast. And now we're back and we're happy to be back previewing a playoff game. It's a lot better than starting draft season already i'll tell you that much so we are going to take a look today at the game the titans play the patriots obviously saturday evening 7 15 central time kickoff that is when they will determine the fate of this playoff team i think that the titans have a real possible chance at winning especially because of this particular bit of injury news which is that adoree jackson was a full participant in practice all week does not have an injury designation going into this game. That is amazing for the Titans defense. We'll talk about that in a bit. A couple other people of note, Darren Bates is back as well. Um, He's missed the last few games. He's an important special teamer. Titans kickoff coverage has not really been the same with Darren Bates out, especially with their inability to kick it through the end zone and with the weather conditions expected in Foxborough this weekend. It'll be important to have Bates back on that kickoff coverage team. Unfortunately, Adam Humphreys is out. Khalif Raymond is likely not going to play. He's been downgraded to doubtful, still recovering from that nasty Recursion. hit he took against the Saints. Yeah, that illegal hit, mind you. Illegal hit that he was, that the defensive back was fined for. And it looks like Crookshank and Cody Hollister are both listed as questionable. Um, Crookness, Crookshank missed practice on Thursday, which was like their Friday this week because the game's on Saturday with an illness, so hopefully he can recover and be back in time because he's also an important part of that coverage unit. So, with that out of the way, playoffs, baby. I don't know about you, James. I've been watching a lot of media coverage. It's great. One of the coolest parts about making the playoffs is all the extra media attention you get. You know, you're guaranteed at least one segment to preview your playoff matchup in every single football sports show on every channel, ESPN, FS1, NFL Network, whatever it is. So that's been really fun. 
And I've heard a lot of talk on these shows about people predicting the Patriots dynasty will end on Saturday night. And honestly, that is terrifying. Every time the Patriots have been counted out, they've turned around and won the Super Bowl. So I'm terrified of this. I'm excited as hell, which is what makes me terrified. Your opinion on this? It scares the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> everybody's just, oh, they lost to the Dolphins in a Week 17 game. That kind of meant something, but really didn't. So, I mean, let's go ahead and just count the Patriots out, even though last year they were, well, a little bit stronger than they are now. Um, people were still counting them out, and they made a run in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. So, you can't tell me that the Patriots are out. I always compared it to the old D.L. Hughley joke. Um, he was talking about fighting his dad. He's like, like every man goes through a rite of passage of wanting to fight his dad. And he's like, you know, you start to see your old man slow down a little bit. And it's like, mm-hmm, I think I could take this dude. And then he whoops your ass. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not the case because in that analogy, Mike Vrabel is the son, the angsty son, and Bill Belichick is the dad. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady together, their home playoff record, 20-3. and three. Yeah. They're 8-0 over the last five years. <laughs> And people want to count them out. People want to count them out. We're just being realistic, okay? We're just being realistic here. This is not necessarily a game where it's really going to be like, I mean, I think a lot of Titans fans are already mentally punching the ticket to the play Baltimore in a, what would be an epic revenge game. But this is not, I mean, the focus for the players at least, and I think it is, has to be on New England. Let's talk about what the defense can do in this game. The Titans... Defense is currently, if you look at the defensive DVOA by Football Outsiders, the Titans sit at 16th overall in the NFL. And if you just look at the weighted DVOA, which only takes the last six games, or which more heavily weighs the later games on the schedule, the Titans are 20th. Now, obviously, defensive backs have been out, and Adoree Jackson is back. But Also, we played not... uh, heavier teams in those <laughs> weeks. Saints, we Titans did. twice. And though you so you're saying they played playoff caliber teams in those in that time frame. Correct, which I guess if we're in the playoffs, that kind of matters. So Exactly. I guess you're right. The team that they're playing, I mean, well, it's not like the Patriots have been great on it's not like the Patriots have been the best team on offense this season. If we look at their offensive DVOA rating, they're weighted average again is 15th in the NFL so that's not really where Tom Brady is used to being in his career that's where the Titans have an advantage is their defense against they this is this is why this game's such a good matchup for the Titans as opposed to if the Chiefs had lost last weekend or if the Patriots had beat the Dolphins like everyone expected them to that's a great passing offense the Titans pass defense has been very susceptible lately they're they finished 24th in yards per game 18th in QB rating allowed, 23rd in completion percentage allowed. This is in the NFL for the season. So that's not where you want to be. Of course, their rush defense actually proved to be better than we thought. Down the stretch, they uh, they finished with a 10th ranked DVOA rush defense, so top 10 run defense, which is a strength of the Patriots, who, you know, have Sonny Michelle, first-round pick from a couple years ago. Rex Burkhead has been running well, especially lately. Rex Burkhead, who I went to middle school with. And uh, the Titans' rush defense... 7th in yards per carry allowed, 12th in yards per game allowed. Some of that is because the pass defense has been the easiest way to beat them, and passing to running backs has been an easy way to beat them. But this is a strength for the Titans to take on the Patriots' strength, and 
that that run defense has to step up and shut down Sony Michelle. And when they give it to Rex Burkhead and James White out of the backfield and really get to Tom Brady, force Tom Brady into those third and long so they can have the ability to try to get some pressure on him. That's what this defense has to do. I mean, pressure is the biggest thing that worries me because, I mean, if you're going to give Tom Brady more than three or four seconds in the pocket, he's going to eat you alive. Yeah, and pressure has been tough for the Titans to come across this year, but they actually finished 13th in sack, tied for 13th in sacks on the year, so not as not that low. That's just a volume stat. But um, And they've been an opportunistic defense, being able to take the ball away, punch the ball out. Ty Smith is probably going to play a lot if you just look at trying to predict who the third corner would be. Now that Dory Jackson's back, obviously he and Logan Ryan will be the top two. You'd expect to see Logan Ryan pretty much on in the slot exclusively matched up with Julian Edelman and perhaps a linebackers over the middle to bump him and Vaccaro coming down in the box to hit him and throw him off his routes early to throw disrupt his timing with Tom Brady. And then you're going to hope that a Dory Jackson can be on one side and who's going to be on the other side. My prediction is Ty Smith simply based on the snap counts from the Houston game. LaShawn Sims only played like, I think it was seven snaps in that game, which is very low. Ty Smith was up near the top of the defense in, in total snap counts for the game. I think he's earned the third corner spot in the eyes of the coaching staff. Obviously, he's the one who uh, punched the ball out at the end of the Colts game. He forced another fumble um, that Jayon Brown picked up in return for a touchdown against the Raiders. He's not... Super good in coverage, but as our buddy Justin Mello said, he he's a really good tackler, which might be the only reason he's on the team. <laughs> so it, it's it'll be interesting to see how he can match up with Philip Dorsett on the outside and Nikhil Harry and Mohamed Sanu and whoever else the Patriots try to go, throw out there. Rookie Jacoby Myers has made some plays this year too. So I think one way to beat the the... Patriots passing defense aside for, or sorry, the Patriots passing offense aside from just get hitting to Tom Brady, hitting Tom Brady a lot, beating Tom Brady up. That's what the Titans did last year when they beat down the Patriots 34 to 10 was uh, a Dory Jackson sticky coverage on the outside and they hit Tom Brady a lot. If you watch like the highlight reels of that game or like the hype video I put out today, it's just hit after hit after hit. And that's how you rattle Tom Brady. And the other way is to force his young receivers to make decisions in coverage based on what the defenses look. The defense is either rotated into post-snap or what kind of leverage their defenders are playing with. If it's zone coverage or man coverage, how to adapt the routes. The Patriots run a lot of option routes with Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. And with those young receivers or those inexperienced receivers or just receivers who haven't played with Tom Brady much, like Mohamed Sanu was traded for mid-season, um, is force those guys to make decisions against the coverage that they may not always make the right decision or Tom Brady, either, even if they do make the right decision, Tom Brady is hesitant because he doesn't trust that they will make the right decision because they don't have the kind of chemistry that he has with Edelman, who you can try to double team out of the slot. So at that time, I think you can attack the Patriots offense, which hasn't been great this season. They've been efficient, but not great. Not exactly explosive. James White, has been great in the screen game. You really got to defend the screen game. And that's where Jayon Brown comes in. But I think the Titans will be able to stymie the Patriots offense. It's going to be more about how they can move the ball against a really good defense. Yeah. And uh, I think what they're number one in yak defense, especially considering how our receivers get yards. And I, right, I don't know who tweeted a- that, um, but I saw that somewhere on Twitter. 
and I'm sorry to whoever did, and I wish I could give you credit, <laughs> but um, somewhere else I saw beating the Patriots is making their linebackers cover and their corners tackle. Right. And another another place that the Patriots may have a small advantage um, against the Titans' defense is in the red zone, where the Titans' defense was near the top of the league last season when they were third in points allowed, and they were great in the red zone. This year, they're the 31st-ranked team in red zone defense, allowing touchdowns on 68.1% of opposing red zone drives, which is not not great, obviously. So luckily, the Patriots haven't been great in the red zone this year. They've only converted 50% of drives. Um, they rank 26th in the NFL in the red zone on offense, so that's uh, kind of a weakness-on-weakness matchup as opposed to a strength-on-strength. Hopefully the Titans defense can step up in the red zone. Red zone defense can be fluky sometimes. You know, you can have great coverage and a quarterback can make a brilliant throw and a receiver can make an incredible catch. And sometimes it doesn't matter how good the coverage is if the offense is better. So red zone can be kind of fluky. It's nice that the Patriots don't have a great red zone offense. So getting stops in the red zone is the other the other crucial defining thing about this game. That and trying to force turnovers, of course. Yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back and review the offense. This is about uh, the Titans and our preparation uh, to go up there and, you know, face a team that's won three Super Bowls in the last five years. They're 8-0 at home in that span. Got the number one defense, got the best coach, got the best quarterback, so it's it's quite a challenge. All righty, welcome back. Now let's go ahead and review the offense. And I had a question for you with how Bill Belichick, or who do you think he's going to try to stop in this game um, using this defense of his, which ranks first in the NFL? Good question. That's a good question because the Titans have had a few playmakers on offense step up all season. Obviously, the offense runs through Derrick Henry. So you got to think that Bill Belichick's plan will be to stop the run, probably attack the Titans offense, the Titans run that West Coast running style, the kind that Matt LaFleur implemented last year, the, the zone running, the zone based run scheme, which Matt LaFleur inherited from Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, of course, coaches the Rams. So I just did a little guest spot on Evan Lazar's podcast, Patriots All 22 podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can go check that out. It was last night um, we recorded and it dropped Friday morning. So he mentioned this on the podcast that the Patriots will likely try to stop the Titans offense the same way that they were able to shut down the Rams offense in the Super Bowl last year. Because the Patriots often run a two-gap scheme, which means they're down defensive linemen are responsible for going both directions in the run game and covering two gaps. Versus a one-gapping scheme where typically you have one gap that you are responsible for controlling and your linebackers come down to help fill those gaps or you have more down linemen to help fill those gaps. But the Patriots typically run a two-gap scheme. Well, the West Coast zone running style is pretty much designed to take advantage of a two-gap scheme because whichever way you get the defender leaning, the offensive lineman is meant to use their leverage against them and either continue blocking them outside or turn them back inside. And the running back is supposed to read those holes. So against a two-gap scheme, the zone run scheme can destroy it if it's blocked blocked well enough and if it's read correctly by the running back. 
Of course, the Titans have been very good running the zone running scheme this year. Derrick Henry, the leading rusher in the NFL, obviously. So in the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick adapted. He had two weeks to prepare for that game. He only has one week this time, but they can recall what they did, obviously, almost a year ago when they switched that defensive scheme to a one-gap scheme. So they were able to stop the Rams rushing attack because they switched to a one-gap scheme. Each player on the defense only responsible for one direction. Harder to use your leverage against you when you're when you're trying to run, when you're trying to only cover that one hole. They didn't, Rams weren't able to block it up as well as they had throughout the season against w- worse competition, and the Patriots shut them down, and that's how they won the Super Bowl. So if the Patriots come in with that game plan, obviously it didn't work too well when the Titans and the Patriots played last year, but you have to think the Patriots learn from that experience probably more than the Titans do. You learn more from a failure than you do from something that succeeds because you know what you have to adjust. The Titans don't know exactly what the Patriots are going to do to adjust to how they were able to blow them out last year, which was basically taking advantage of one-on-one matchups on offense and then using the run game off of that as opposed to basing their offense on the run game like they typically did. You know, it's crazy. Derrick Henry was like not even the starting running back when the Titans played the Patriots week 10, 2018. I, I just recently rewatched that game. Deion Lewis got like the first 10 carries of the game or something like that. And David Fluellen was even playing snaps in there instead of Henry in like the second quarter. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Here we are one year later. Henry's the leading rusher in the NFL, leading touchdown rusher in the NFL. So that's what the uh, the Titans have to be able to take advantage of is the New England defense. New England, they're obviously very good at on defense. They have the number one ranked defense according to DVOA football outsiders. Weighted, they're down to number four, but they still have the number one pass defense. Rush defense is number six in the NFL according to DVOA. So that's obviously very good. Number six in the league is very good, but it's not as good as number one. So if they had to have a weaker part of the defense, it looks like it's the run defense. That's where the Titans have to try to attack. There's no reason to not go away from what they've been doing all season because teams have not been able to stop it, which is pound it with Henry and then feed A.J. Brown and feed the playmakers, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith. Mike Herndon at Mike Miracles on Twitter tweeted this out a lot earlier in the week about the football outsiders broken tackle percentages where Johnu Smith is number one in the NFL at over 46%. Corey Davis is right behind him at number two in the NFL and AJ Brown is sixth on the list. So three Titans in the top six broken tackle rate in the league. That's, that's how the offensive has been so explosive. These players are not flukily getting out of tackles. They're good at breaking tackles. They're explosive players. They're Johnny Smith and AJ Brown are like running backs with the ball in their hands. We've even seen Johnny Smith take run handoffs or pitches on some of those plays, and especially against the Saints when Derrick Henry was out. So it's crazy to see how that has transpired with this this offense becoming so explosive. And the Patriots defense, which is still, you know, finished number one in the NFL in a lot of categories, (laughs) number one in passer rating against, number one in yards per game passing yards per game against number one in passing touchdowns against number one in points per game against number one in total yards per game against number two in takeaways this is a defense that has stopped the teams they played all year and when we look at dvoa like which adjusts for strength of schedule and strength of opponent because a big knock on new england all year has been their 
schedule is not great. Um, they're still they finished the year number one in DVOA, so they're still a great defense regardless of schedule. And that's where Ryan Tannehill, number one in the NFL in passer rating, number one in the NFL in yards per attempt, number one in yards per completion, twenty-two touchdowns to five interceptions on the season. That's where the number one passing offense meets the number one passing defense in the NFL. We'll see who can come out on top. The an interesting stat that I saw from uh, Football Outsiders is um, the the Patriots have not won a game this season in which they allowed more than seventeen points. And the Titans, under Ryan Tannehill as a starter, have not been held to under 20, 20 points in any game. So the Titans are going to get to seventeen if that's the magic number to beat the Patriots. And they haven't been held under 20 since Tannehill took over. I feel pretty good about their chances. Well, if we have to get to 17, good thing we have 17 under center. Yeah, there you go. The one area I'm actually pretty worried about is pass protection. And last year, or not last year, two years ago in the playoffs when the Titans went to New England, when Jack Conklin tore his ACL, when they got blown out big time in that game, even though Corey Davis had two nice, impressive touchdown grabs. Mm-hmm. His first two of his career. Marcus Mariota was sacked eight times. The Patriots were able to use disguised blitzes and delayed blitzes to fool the Titans' offensive line and take advantage of Jack Conklin's injury and get to Mariota eight times, and it totally disrupted the offense and killed every drive that they had a chance at scoring on that they didn't score on. So Ryan Tannehill, who has still been not great at avoiding sacks this year, the Titans on the season finished 30th in sacks allowed with 56 total sacks on the season. Tannehill's got to get rid of the ball. He's been, it's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because he's been great extending plays. He's thrown lots of touchdowns in the last few weeks, especially on those plays where he makes the play last longer than it should have. The play breaks down, he gets out of the pocket, he keeps the play alive, and he finds someone, hits him for a touchdown, or hits uh, Tajay Sharp, who runs it for a touchdown, or throws a 50 yards downfield to A.J. Brown for the most impressive catch of the season. And other times he doesn't get the ball out and he doesn't make a great play and he gets sacked. (laughs) So you take the good with the bad, I guess. You just hope that he can avoid the sacks and avoid the costly turnovers. You know they're going to be conscious about it. Talking about it this week, the Patriots have been great at forcing turnovers all year. So it's a tough, this is going to be a tough matchup for the Titans offense. The Bovada over under for the Titans total touchdowns in this game is 1.5 taking the over yeah yeah (laughs) i'll take the over i'm taking Um, the over i think this defense is really good but depending on the weather you get henry going especially in the second half i'm hoping we get a fast start because the second half team against the patriots isn't going to work if we get down they could potentially kill us in the first half and who knows how we come out in the second half, but I think we need to start fast and keep going because it, they're, they're not going to beat themselves. And if we do anything to shoot ourselves in the foot, we're not going to win this game. I agree. The slow start thing has been killing the Titans. And you know the Patriots will probably defer so they can, if they win the toss, they'll make the Titans start with ball. And that's when the Titans have to step on their throats right away. they got to go down and score an opening drive touchdown. They can't, they can't let the foot off the gas. And if the Titans are able to win the tip, then the defense can't do the thing they've done in the past few games where they just allow an opening drive touchdown. Unacceptable to allow 
the opening drive touchdown to the Texans last weekend. Just I don't care how the rest of the game went. That was just ridiculous against backups. Come on, come on, guys. You got to come out ready to go. You know, it seems it's interesting, the slow start thing. It's almost like the Titans are terrible during the scripted plays. And then as soon as the scripted plays run out, they are able to shut down the team for the rest of the game. <laughs> right. But something about that first, those first, that opening drive, those first however many plays that are scripted by the other team, Titans defense have, has had a lot of trouble containing. So you got to be able to come out and enforce a, a stop early and get some momentum going because, like you said, you, you don't want to play from behind against a team like this because they're not going to make those mistakes. So regardless of how their offense has played this year, they – they're not the ones that are going to be shooting themselves in the foot all game. I think the Patriots likely will have Stefan Gilmore matched up on AJ Brown last year. Gilmore was on Corey Davis and he famously roasted him for the game of his career. And I think that the Patriots will just because when you watch the tape, I mean, it's obvious who Tannehill is looking at first on pretty much every time he drops back. Unless it's a designed screen for somebody else, it's almost always he's almost always looking at AJ Brown first. So the Patriots will recognize that they'll put their top cornerback on that guy to try to take away Tannehill's first read because you take away a quarterback's first read makes the game a lot more difficult on them. So the number two cornerback who happens to be Jason McCourty for the Patriots, a former Tennessee Titan, is going to be probably shadowing Corey Davis following around the field. And they'll probably have a safety over the top bracketing him. So they'll put their best corner on AJ Brown and they'll go bracket coverage on Corey Davis. So Tannehill's going to be going first read. If Gilmore is able to shut down Brown, and we saw Marshawn Lattimore have some success against A.J. Brown earlier this year, he's going to go second read, Corey Davis, double coverage. That's going to be an instant no, right? And he's going to have to be either checking it down or finding a third read. Tajay Sharp could be a big Tajay Sharp game. Offensive line has to hold up for those kinds of things to happen. That's how this Patriots defense has been so good all season. Having the ability to have cornerbacks that can match up man-to-man like that and win win most of the time is a huge advantage for defense. On the flip side, the Titans have that same advantage coming back with the Dory Jackson, who we really got to see how much he was missed while he was out. So, But the Patriots have, have their own version of that on the other side of the field. Either A.J. Brown's got to beat Stephon Gilmore, got to take advantage of when they the Patriots go zone, because the Patriots will go zone on early downs pretty often as a way to stop the play-action pass, keep their linebackers and safeties over the middle of the field to take away those play-action crossers, which the Titans have been so successful with this year. So take advantage of when they're in zone, beat them with zone-beater route concepts, and beat your man one-on-one when they go man coverage. That's how the Titans have to win. Obviously, Derrick Henry will be a big part. Patriots linebackers are not great laterally getting outside, so if Henry's able to get the edge, use his stiff arm to get outside on those little flip-toss plays they like to run in the, in the stretch outside zone runs, Mix it up with some inside runs just to keep the defense honest, but attack the edge, let Henry get the edge, and then go from there, run play action off that, break some tackles, A.J. Brown, Johnny Smith, breaking tackles. I think Johnny Smith could be a big factor here. I think he has the to Patriots be. have struggled to guard tight ends this season. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So you're Bill Belichick. You have sure. the number one ranked defense. Sure. How do you stop the play action? You have to be able to stop the run and you have to keep your linebackers disciplined so that they're not biting on the run, which is difficult. And if you do that, you're basically conceding the run um, unless you're able to just
put heavy fronts up on the defense. It's a tough, it's tough to stop play action. That's why Ryan Tannehill is play action yards per attempt is like 13.7, which leads the NFL. It's hard to stop play action. That's why so many teams are running play action nowadays. You can try to stop play action with those zone defenses with if you can get pressure with three down linemen, if you're able to guess correctly as a defensive coordinator based on tendencies or or whatever, and you're able to guess when it's going to be a pass versus a run, and that way you're able to pull your defense back knowing that they're not going to hand it off. Of course, that's a chess match because at the line, Ryan Tannehill can see what kind of front they're in and and check out of the play action and just hand it off. And we've seen um we've seen Derrick Henry have lots of success off of checked two runs mostly most of them were by Marcus Mariota but Ryan Tannehill has the same ability at the line of scrimmage to change the play so you know hopefully the Titans are are able to just run it down their throats beat them play action break tackles and keep the explosive plays up they've been the most explosive offense in the league as noted by Mike um since Ryan Tannehill took over so that's that's where they gotta you know stick to your bread and butter be explosive and try to force turnovers and protect the ball yeah, I think AJ Brown's gonna have 120 yards in this game. That'd be pretty cool. If he I don't does know if we're that, that likely not, means. But I think if he does that, it likely means they win. I, I think this is gonna be an AJ Brown game. Uh, I know Devontae Parker did really well against Stephon Gilmore. I think we talked about it That's last right. time. Um, but I really think he's gonna have a good game. Granted, that's not a really a hot take with the way he's been playing the past month, but. Right. Uh, I really think Bill Belichick's going to try to stop Derrick Henry, and AJ Brown's just going to have to eat. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I guess to answer your question at the very beginning of this segment, um, yeah, AJ Brown. No wait, yeah, Derrick Henry. He's going to try to stop Derrick Henry the most, but also AJ Brown and also Corey Davis in the way that I kind of explained. Take your poison. The weather. The weather. Earlier this week, it was looking like almost a definite chance it would be raining, but the most recent updates out of the Boston area are a, maybe some scat- chance of scattered showers, but not all that much rainfall by the time kickoff rolls around. So hopefully those forecasts hold and we're not really stuck with a rainy game. Although, what do you think? Do you think a rainy game gives the Titans an advantage or a disadvantage? I think it gives us a disadvantage because that's going to put us into the kicking game, which is still an unknown. Good point. We haven't talked about the kicking game at all. And for good reason. This team don't kick field goals. They score touchdowns. Yeah, Number true. one red zone offense. Very true. Very uh, true. I don't know, man. We haven't played a defense like the Patriots. Yeah, we haven't. Um, and you know, the, the Titans have only beat a few good teams this year. The Chiefs and who? The Texans backups? Who's the other great team the Titans beat this year? Uh, well, you already said the Chiefs. <laughs> Hang so, on. Hang on. The Colts. So, I mean, the Titans have had some impressive wins in terms of like winning by a lot of points and putting up a lot of points, but against playoff teams, the Texans backups and the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs are very good, and since the Titans game, that was like the game that kick-started the Chiefs into this incredible run that they're currently on, but... <laughs> You know, uh, those Chiefs were, uh, I don't know. Mahomes still threw for 500 yards. I was like, it was a gimpy Mahomes. Yeah. So Ryan Tannehill's seven and three record as a starter came against, you know, the Bucks, the Chargers, Colts, the Jaguars. 
Texans twice. Or no, he lost to the Texans once. Texans once. And the Chiefs. You know, I'm just saying. We'll see what happens. There's reasons for confidence, and there's reasons to be very scared. Very, very scared. That's all I'll say. But my final score prediction is a a repeat of the 2018 Week 10 beatdown. I'm going 34-10 Titans. I don't think the Patriots defense will stop this offense. I don't think the, the defense will have as much trouble containing Tom Brady as as teams have in the past years. So I'm going I'm going out on that. I mean I'm already making my hype video for Baltimore. So <laughs> we better win. <laughs> Speaking of hype videos, if you're looking to get hyped for this game, there are many options out there. James kicked us off this week with a hype video early in the week. Definitely go find that at South Texas Titan on Twitter. I retweeted it. We had a hype video set to Renegade, which is kind of the Steelers song. So it was an interesting choice. But you know what? It was a pretty good video overall. Gave me chills, whatever. It was a good video. Mm-hmm. We had another one that uh, came out, I think, today or earlier this week, set to the Avengers Endgame. And yeah, we've seen that one a couple times now. But hey, it was pretty good. It was well made. Respect to the to the whoever made that one. And uh, the, team, the team account has put out a few hype videos now. Eddie George narrating the... Uh, the Take Everything, which was started by our buddies at Football and Other F-Words podcast, and Mr. Lebowski is the actual founder of that phrase. So it's pretty cool to see Eddie George shouting it out to the you know every Titans fan that, that they can reach. And of course, I dropped a hype video on Friday. I think it's my best video that I've ever made, just not to be too whatever. Uh, it is. <laughs> you made me feel like and, an amateur. No, don't feel like an amateur. Your hype video is great, too. All these hype videos are hyped up. We're hyped. Let's There's go. no shortage of hypage for this game. Tighten up. Get excited. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to be excited and cherish this game. We're going to get a great mic'd up sound effects video out of it. Afterwards, we're going to get some cool pregame coverage. Savor what we're doing in the media. And a lot of people are picking the Titans. But I've also seen a lot of, like, I've seen a lot of people picking the Titans on TV. And then when it comes to like written stuff, I've seen a lot of articles that are like very heavily slanted as to why the Titans should win. And then all the predictions are, but the Patriots are still going to win because they're the Patriots and they don't lose at home in the playoffs. They just don't do it. So even though the Titans have all the matchup statistical advantages, the Patriots are still going to win. (laughs) That's what all the writers are predicting. Yeah. Are you ready? To call this thing? Well, I was just going to say, are you ready? For oh. this tomorrow. It's happening tomorrow. Oh my gosh. No. It's here. But I'll get ready. I'm going to be at I'm a I'm going to watch my own hype video 500 more times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, all right. Well, follow me on Twitter at Titans Film Room for James at South Texas Titan. For Jimmy Morris, who couldn't make it on this episode, but hopefully we'll have him for a game recap. We will see you guys later, and that's all. And uh, good night. Good night.